0: Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell.
2: Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a very special guest, Anna Voigt, and she has been a volunteer with Love Never Fails through a project with Cal State East Bay's sociology class. Uh, She's a sociology major, and she took the class to meet a requirement for her degree after learning about human trafficking and sex work in the class and so this was really one of the things that she became very passionate about and um, uh, you know we love that she wanted to support our mission and liked our name Woo-hoo! Uh, <laughs> um, so you know one of the things that I see you've noted here that you've been volunteering for since you were 12 years old and um, with nonprofits and nursing homes and giving back is something that uh, you really are very passionate about and also you've worked in a san francisco law office and really um, have done some exploration around high profile and civil rights cases so you're interested also in the policy side of this work and so thank you so much for volunteering with us anna and also being on the show
3: yeah of course uh I'm glad to be here it's it's great i'm glad to be talking to you and uh, speaking about these things um yeah. i really i i am passionate about it like i said i learned all about it in uh, my class it was uh it they didn't put the name of the class in the register so when i first signed up for it it was just special topics i didn't know i was getting into they did that on purpose so that uh, it would be a more equal gender representation so to speak mm-hmm. because The topic was sexual violence, and when you have a class called sexual violence, it kind of tends to scare away the guys, I guess. Ah, smart, little sneaky there. That's good. It was sneaky, but it did also get me. I was not expecting it. It was just something my counselor was like, "Oh yeah, you should try that one. It, It meets your requirement." And I was like, "All right." Sounds good. <laughs> Very and I was cool. Like, uh, yeah, and we got some. We got some um,
2: a young men that came down that actually are mm-hmm. volunteering with us. I believe Trevor is the name of one of the uh, students. Cool. I hope I didn't botch up his name, but from Cal State East Bay, is working there in the community store with Miguel, and and mm-hmm. so we're um, we're so grateful that you're you know you you were inspired to uh, work with us and willing to learn more about this topic. And I just wanted to kind of go back to uh, your early days, right? So, you know, you said you started volunteering when you were 12 and, and, you know, and and now you're, you know, saying that this is really resonating with you. You know, is there anything about your background that has made this really um, an important topic for you?
3: Well, so I guess volunteering uh, has just been something I've, liked since I was young I I've, I've done it on and off uh, at you know like like you said earlier various places shelters and nursing homes but it it actually started uh with um playing music at a an a elderly care home I guess mm-hmm. and um They were just so happy. Like I wasn't that good. I messed up a ton of times because I was only in middle school at the time, Um, but they still were all like, oh, yay!" you know, I was very nervous and they were very polite. And I don't know if just like the fact that I was making them happy by doing such a small thing. And I was like, I like I like making people happy. I want to keep doing this. I want to like give back to these people. I don't I don't necessarily know them, but I like know that they did hard work for us. So might as well help back, you know. And then, uh, you know, going back to my roots, I started doing that again at uh, one of my great uncles um, has dementia. So I've been uh, haven't been recently because COVID, but before COVID, I was uh, playing my ukulele at uh, his his area or his uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. I don't know how to pronounce things, but uh, <laughs> so I I, is that, <laughs> I I i've seen that
2: listed or you know i've actually looked it up because i'm i'm a curious person that way
3: is alzheimer's the same as alzheimer's? i think it is i think it's the, the same thing dementia right? and alzheimer's um i there's like a slight difference I don't actually know the the difference, but i like there is a slight Technical difference. I don't exactly know what the difference is. I, okay. I I think maybe like leads into Alzheimer's, but again, I don't actually know that much about it.
2: <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I just have never I never knew the difference. So your your uncle is dealing with that uh, dementia. You said, and so you you're, you're
3: A great you're uncle. Passionate.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you're passionate about supporting him. Wow. Yeah, and how does that? You know, I uh, I don't have anyone in my family with dementia, but um when you when I've seen movies and things like that when people have dementia it's um you know actually I saw a video just recently where every morning um a grandson comes to visit with his grandfather who's who has dementia and he meets him for the first time every every time he meets is that how it is for you with your great uncle is does he remember uh, who
3: you are well when I eventually go back to see him um I don't know. It probably will be more like that. I don't know how like bad it will have gotten over the past year um, and stuff. And even if it did, like whether or not that would he would remember me or whatever. But um like when I would see him in the past, it would be like he would recognize me, but it wouldn't he wouldn't know exactly where. So uh like I guess I would seem familiar, but he wouldn't be able to ca- recall the name, you know, like he would be like, Oh yeah, I know your face. But, um, and even then, like it was kind of hit or miss sometimes, sometimes would just like look at you kind of empty. It, it, it depends. Uh, yeah. some days are better than others. And, um, even then like it, the, the problem with that particular disease is like, it's over time it gets worse. So like, uh, it, like took, at least before COVID started, it, it was getting. Did seem to be getting at least a little bit more. Like um, he couldn't tell, but uh, you know, like me and my mom, we I printed out a bunch of labels uh, of um, different names of different family members and like taped it onto his little pictures. So at least he like when he looks at That's his pictures cool. of his family, he'll know like oh this person's that, this person's that, but. Um, mm, that is so thoughtful. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we managed to do that before the yeah, before
2: COVID came. Yeah, that's really good. That is really, really good. And so it's interesting. There's quite a parallel actually here um, that I think we should hone in on because um uh you know there is when you've been traumatized um in any way it ha- can have a m- serious impact on the on your processing your brain um, things that you remember you don't remember um things you know things are hidden away uh, you know there's actually some rearranging of the physiology in your mind in your brain um mm-hmm. when you've experienced um some of this complex trauma and these you know this these adverse childhood experiences and i know you're you're a so- sociology student so um, I'm sure you're, uh, that's actually one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, some of the things that you're looking at from a societal mm-hmm. standpoint and what your perspective is on some of that. But just thinking about this parallel between dementia and, you know, the the traumatized mind or the mind that um, forgets who people are, forgets, you know, like context, context, right? Um mm-hmm. And what I love about what I just heard you say, it's so trauma informed, right? It's like, you know, I might meet my, see my great uncle and that day he might not be doing well and he may not know who I am and he may have to rely on a little sign or a little, you know, a little label on top of my picture. um, But it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me and it doesn't mean that his life isn't worthwhile or I shouldn't be, I shouldn't bother with him or I shouldn't take the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we're, we're going to have them. to take a break, but it's so, yeah, you, it's, you're you committed, right?
3: Mm-hmm. You still him for
2: sure. Yeah. So I love that. What you, what we can learn from just thinking mm-hmm. a little bit about that way of loving somebody and um, meeting people where they are. That's so important. Um, we're going to come Thanks. back. I want to talk about your study, um, you know, your, yeah. your area of interest, how that started with focusing on sociology and what research and policies are of particular interest to you. So uh, we'll come right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages.
2: Welcome back to Eleven Love Never Fails radio. We again are in the studio today with Anna Boyt, who is uh, one of our volunteers and also a Cal State East Bay student studying sociology and um, just has a heart for volunteerism from a very young age. And also has worked in some um, on some high profile uh, legal cases in San Francisco and, um, uh and so I wanted to talk about your interest in sociology. Where does that come from and what is the what kind what type of focus are you particularly uh interested in?
3: All right. Well yeah, thanks, Vanessa. Um I and particularly focused actually in policy uh, policymaking um, from a sociological perspective, pretty much informed policymaking specifically I, is the best way I could put it. Um, what I like about sociology is it takes a scientific outlook on society. So it's not so much guessing. It's actually like looking at the data, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And I think that we kind of we we. Largely miss a lot of that in our politics, and because of that we end up making uninformed decisions a lot of the time, which end up leading to you know bad things happening in our uh, in our communities and that it ends up leading to a lot of a lot of trauma which we end up having to deal with on a day to day basis um so I think to make everybody's life better it'd be a good idea to just like look at the facts, look at the studies, look at what you know case studies have to say, look at how history has responded before and, uh, kind of go from there. I'm also, another thing is that sociology tends to draw a lot of, uh, I would say like, um, humanitarian minded people as well. Uh, so being around those kind of people, uh, in my classes and, um, well, at my work too. There's a, a couple people that were sociology majors as well that I'm able to t- talk about that kind of stuff. So, uh, but it's it's I I love being around that kind of uh, discussion and um, you know the the way that the ideas are able to be shared. Um, I you can't really find that kind of uh, that that language and uh, those ideals in very many other majors from what I have found. I mean, it's like psychology is kind of, kind of there too, but.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I totally agree. I'm such a, you know, sociologist Mm -hmm. sociological mindset is like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. And just kind of Mm -hmm. thinking about the implications to people, to society, everything is everything in my world is through that lens. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, um, which is interesting. So I want to, I want to, I want to um, push you a little bit in this regard. So you know, there's there capitalism. There's uh, you know all this focus on money. And um, I've spent, even though I'm, I have that bend, right? I've spent years, twenty plus years, working in the high tech industry where it's about like make the money, get the money, get the money, and again, not very, not always a, a, a look at the implications of getting the money or of implementing yeah, yeah. a new technological solution that, you know, like, and so what is like, what is a hot issue that you're particularly like focused on right now that that's really, you know, troubling you? I'm curious.
3: You managed to Ask a very interesting question because I have I would say a lot of hot takes, <laughs> but um, I I personally think the problem lays in us valuing money accumulation over human dignity. Like <laughs> right. uh, is is a good way to start that. Like we I think that America has very wildly misplaced uh, values. I guess in some respect, like. Uh I don't know and that's that that is a thing in sociology is we're very critical of American values, especially you know like things like individualism is very antisocial and actual out when it comes down to it like uh I, I tend to be like more
2: logical that way it's it, if the, if then what it's like there's there's mm-hmm. got to be like constraints on things like I'm totally about individualism unless uh, it harms someone else. Right. Yeah. 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 Like you be you, do you, boo. But if it, if it's, if it causes me to lose my humanity and my dignity, then doing you has to be readjusted. And
3: that's, I I think, where the challenge is. Right. I do tend to agree with that. Um, My, there's always too much of a good thing, you know. I don't actually think individuality itself is the problem. I think it's valuing individuality over like social good, the like right. making sure that society is not harming individuals. <laughs> like um it in one way to put it. Uh the other way to put it would be uh I also think that individuality kind of champions inequality in a lot of cases um if gone too too far in su- such such a such a way. Things get very tribal in a. Uh, humans well animals in general things tend to be tribal as well it turns into a very us them uh, situation and i think that the fracturing of society by like seeing others as not individuals as well ends up also and like Devaluing the ideal of individuality as well. It ends up being too much of a good thing because they're all mm-hmm. like, oh, we are the individuals, but people who aren't like this individual are no longer. Aren't too valuable. respected. Yeah. Right. It, yeah.
2: And it does come
3: down to human dignity when it comes down right. to it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. Like, how can we not move towards this us versus them mentality? Like, how can mm-hmm. we stay out of that where? um we are it, we stay in the us the us is comprised of little you know um nuclear groups that say you know for example i'm interracial right so my mom's uh, white my dad's black i'm i'm going to have some things in common with others that have my same um sort of ethnic mix um possibly um uh, you know and i say that very loosely i'm going to have some things in common with that uh is people who have a mix like that in the America. Let me make sure I say that, US born people, because a, a a biracial person in London has a different experience than and then again in California has a different experience than in Georgia, right? So every you know, we 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 can have these little nuclear sets of folks that might have some us going on that others can't fully relate to, but there has to be like a a, a, a common place that everybody comes to. And it, I guess it's the kumbaya, you know, we're all in this together. We're all made of flesh
3: and blood. Is that, is that what it is? Anna?
4: Yeah. I don't
2: know.
3: Tell me. I like, I like to say we live in an aquarium. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> pretending we're not sharing the same aquarium.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I can be in a fish in your pond.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, in a garage. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Stop fighting. There's yeah. not enough room to fight. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I need you. I mean, I literally need you mm-hmm. to be well. I need to know your perspective. I need to understand where you're coming from. Or, I mean, that's another man. We could totally go crazy with, like, the humility that comes with trying to find out about someone who's not like you, right? I mean, there's something about that as well. Okay. Uh, This is very interesting to me. So let's, let's come back. I want to drill down if we could double click even more on this. Sorry for my technical terms here. (laughs) But um, if we could drill down into even more of this kind of thinking, I'd love to open it up because actually this has some pretty major implications to, you know, to trafficking victims. And I think that Mm -hmm. there's, this this uh, you know individualism that oftentimes is driving the uh, one's ability to take advantage of someone in that way all right we'll come right back and thanks for listening to love never fails radio
0: to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors
5: this is dr meluna fauch That's pitchperfectpresentations.com, pitchperfectpresentations.com.
0: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
4: And
2: welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Anna Voigt, who's one of our volunteers um, and also a student at Cal State East Bay. Um, and we're so grateful to have you on the show talking about your major, which is sociology and some of the issues and your your thoughts. Just kind of opening up your thoughts and beliefs. And and um, and so you, you talked about some policy that you're interested in um, and. I'm curious, is there anything you're working on right now? any legislation or policies that that are uh, top of mind for you?
3: Well, not currently uh, I'm currently working at a law office to get to know uh legal systems in general, and uh, I plan on you know going and getting bar accredited eventually um after I graduate from my sociology degree but um and then. I guess I have like ideas of what I think should happen and can happen, but I really do expect it to be a collaborative process as well. So some things that I really am interested in, um, and I don't know if you want to focus specifically on like sex trafficking, human trafficking in general, Mm -hmm. um, or if you want to go like more broad, because. Uh, can definitely
2: because they they always tend to be tied. There always is a yeah. correlation, it seems. So yeah, whichever whatever's top of mind for you, I'm curious about what what's well, going on in the mind of a Cal
3: State sociology <laughs> major. Oh geez, well I just also got out of class too, so a lot of the stuff is all fresh on my mind. I guess Uh one of the things that I think is most important um is tackling inequality in general because inequality leads to all sorts of problems it's it really is end up being one of the huge sources of like pretty much every single problem can be tied back to the inequality so that that, that's not just like financial inequality people are always all like oh it's it's because the rich are the problem it's not just financial inequality it's just power inequality it's the Mm -hmm. imbalance of power And that can actually can be tied to why human trafficking is a problem. It's about, it's a a power imbalance. It's Mm -hmm. why uh, um, like patriarchy in the past it has developed is because of the uh, physical power imbalance between men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, And there, there's, it, it ends up being like it. Okay. What's it called? Domination based. Uh, societies, tom- domination based cultures, um, cultures that are based in this, this uh, like idealization of domination is good and natural, and we need to have domination or else things will go, uh, you know, go awry. <laughs> um, that it's this, this is, I think, in my opinion, is a fallacy. I think this ends up leading to. Problems in society that society goes awry because of the domination-based mm. culture. I think we need to replace that with a cooperation-based culture, mm. and that would that actually here now we'll tie it into the the sex trafficking thing because I think a good way to look at this would be like through a practical lens. One of the reasons that uh, sex trafficking is a problem or it, it happens so like on a global scale is because. Uh, fighting sex trafficking isn't a global effort but mm. sex trafficking itself is a global effort so right. the the bad guys are coordinated across countries they actually rely on going across countries and they rely on transportation of the victims um to and they rely on all these other things kind of manipulation domination they rely on very like all these Sorry, psychopathic tendency mm-hmm. <laughs> to do com- complete their mission, which is to make money off of sex. And mm-hmm. um, so to combat that, we have to have a international coordinated global effort. So I think that would be one of my policies would be to combat human trafficking on a global level, uh, either working with the U.N., which is definitely a possibility. I would say that the Olympics is actually a really good uh, international route too, because the Olympics actually has the most connections to the most amount of countries. So like there's so many different options we can use. It just depends on like pushing for it, getting a message out there, being loud, being annoying.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So so uh, you, you know you touched on a couple of different things. one is like uh, where is the platform that would allow us to reach the most people with this kind of message and and kind of create a, a movement if you will that was beyond what we see today and I l- love your thought on the Olympics because of the value system of the Olympics, which is about you know um, uh, empowerment um you know aptitude um uh, overcoming obstacles um you know i mean there's just working as a team there's so many of those sort of values that flow out of that format um although i will say that even you know one thing that and again i'm getting really academic now but um if you look at even team structures mm-hmm. competitions you know what is the theme there the theme is there's one person that's going to do better than the other the one one person's going to win the other person isn't yeah. um yeah. you know and and i think you know when you say collaborate collaboration is better than domination but except if you're in the mba and you're in the in the finals <laughs> right and yeah. so we have to you know and then let's even think you know just just uh intellectually about the way that we evaluate anybody like if you're a runway mm-hmm. model you know you 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 better you better wear that dress you better you better <laughs> own that you better own the stage if you're yeah. you know if you're steph curry you know how many three-pointers did you did you did you did you did you get in and you know what was you know how fast did you run uh you know the 400 400- um, uh, the 400 meter dash, you know, these these are all sort of data yeah. points that start to uh, if you're not careful, they start to give you uh, this 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 objectification lens mm-hmm. where you start to look at people, you know, based on their performance.
3: Oh, right? well, don't get me wrong. I I do think there is uh merit and friendly competition like i was on swim team i played okay. soccer there's there's good things about having fun and uh, you know getting getting your game on and yeah. okay so one thing my dad used to uh judge robot contest and it'd be just like and you know there's chicken shows i i think that there is good things that come with friendly competition the problem comes when it becomes unfriendly competition so, yes. so when it, because that's when it starts to become this domination thing, rather than just yeah. this, we're having fun. And like, we're trying to like experiment, come up with new ideas and like, see what works, see what doesn't like try out our different skills at stuff. But yeah. uh So I do think that, and it's you know, like there's
2: sportsmanship, right? It's, yeah, kinda it's like about that. sportsmanship
3: yeah Uh huh. okay like at the end of a robot competition everybody shares their plans they're all like this is how I made my robot and it might not have worked or maybe it did and if it did work take what works if it didn't work learn from what didn't and I think that you just have to come from it as a we're building humanity you know like that's that's the the baseline yeah that's right that's yeah yeah. and if, if we don't start there
2: that's when things start going awry, right? If, we don't, if there, there's not a baseline of humanity. Uh, okay, good. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk uh, about um, some, some human trafficking, some laws, policies mm-hmm. that um, have been passed in the, year, in the past few years. I have some real passion about some of them. Um, I'd love to get your take um, on that. Okay. So when we come back, Uh, We'll play the uh, the get Anna's input on uh, these uh, human trafficking policy games. So we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio.
0: For more information on this program, visit Love Never Fails Us dot com. That's Love Never Fails Us dot com. We'll be right back
1: with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at CaseIndustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's CaseIndustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend.
4: Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor.
2: And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio uh, with Anna Voigt from a Cal State Space Sociology major. We're going to talk a little bit about human trafficking legislation that has happened in the last couple of years. And so I'm sure you're aware that, you know, there's the federal uh, TVPA and uh, that is a, a bill or an act really that was created to define what human trafficking is and also put some, you know, legal parameters around um, around how victims are to be treated and how uh, criminals, uh, people who are perpetrating these, um, these crimes are to be treated. And so that has been around, you know, last 20 some odd years. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to just kind of rattle some of these off. And I wanted to get, but I want to get your take on some of them. So that's the Victims of Violence Prevention Act, TVPA. And that Mm -hmm. is kind of a foundation. It's kind of like the grandma of all of our uh, human trafficking uh, legislation. And then, you know, there are other legislation that has come behind that, like Prop 35. And so um, how much do you know about Prop 35? Any thoughts on on it? Is that something? So Prop 35 Mm -hmm. was passed uh, eight years ago. It was one of the, it was a proposition that passed at one of the highest rates in history, 81 percent. And it basically uh, stipulated that um, that children who are being trafficked, the, the those convicted would receive 25 years to life and uh, sex trafficked and adults would be, I believe it's nine to 12 years. And then labor trafficking victims were also um, if you were trafficking someone who was for labor. So for little to no pay, um, you would could receive nine to 12 years as well. Um, And then it also had a clause in there for law enforcement education. And so making sure that law enforcement. What are your thoughts
3: on that? Uh, So. I've actually done research on like California state specific sex trafficking laws, so I'm not super educated on Prop 35 itself. Um, Okay, but. From what it sounds, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When uh, all all the sentencing, I was just like, that seems a little bit low. Like you can still get only 25 years for trafficking a kid. Like that's, I don't know. Like I feel like life should be minimum there. But yeah, that's just based off of like other things that end up getting life. You know, right. uh, <laughs> I I I personally also think you know, and I don't want to get off into a tangent that restorative justice should we should like look into that some more rather than just punitive justice. But that's a whole different ball game. We're not trying to talk about that. Uh, I think that really what it comes down to is. um, it. I think what it comes down to is the police training is a good start, but I don't think it goes far enough either. Um, All this stuff only works if you catch them And catching and then convicting them is a whole different matter I know that it like proving stuff in court ends up being really hard. So like how I see it is if you do manage to prove things in court, it usually means that it's pretty like really bad. And yeah, unless unless it's like a a guilty testimony, which can be coerced out of someone, it if it's like, if you actually have physical proof, like a video footage or something of that happening, or, you know, multiple testimonies and like undercover cops going and catching the people and stuff, then that's when you have that in court and everything, then Mm -hmm. uh, it means that it it likely probably happened. But um, so I think that when it comes down to it is we just, it does need to be catching them first needs to be what it, uh what we need to do catching and then convicting um mm-hmm. and there's there's different ways that you can do this you just you know uh, you, uh I know sting operations in the past have been pretty effective at least uh, for um prostitution and stuff uh but i don't know there's a, there's i just feel like we don't also dedicate a lot of budget to catching um, sex trafficking as well, so yeah. you know restructuring the uh, the budget of our police um, would definitely help in that regard too if we were able to dedicate more things to stopping these kind of injustices but you know it it does always end up coming down to fixing the inequality that lies underneath it all would also help, so any kind of uh, <laughs> laws that end up making inequality less um uh, any kind of power inequality honestly less than that ends up being an, uh, an equalizer for the community which ends up reducing things like uh, human trafficking um yeah which is like sure. <laughs>
2: um, yeah well and and the thing is with with what you said. So like, let's just take a sting, right? So I'm going to add some real world stuff to this, right? So a sting, you go in, you, um, you orchestrate a sting, and you get the trafficking victim out of that situation. And you get the person that 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 they were with. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, there, it's so complex. And this is the challenge, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, let's just say a 14 year old is with a 50 year old in a hotel room right you bust in the room you see it looks like something's happening but you didn't actually see them having sex but like what is a 14 year old doing in the room with the with the 50 year old so uh you 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 know it's circumstantial evidence and unless you can get that 14 year old to testify uh then you know, you you really don't have very much of a case. And so what start has been happening, unless you've got some recordings or some, you know, you've got some some something uh that verifies that there was solicitation, uh, what starts to happen is that uh person or prior to Prop 35 in particular, that person could, if they got some um uh, soliciting charge. They could pay a $500 fine, Anna, before Prop 35. So, really? yeah, $500 fine. If you look at the actual legislation, look at the, the laws. $500 so the legislation
3: fine. I thought was a little low is, like, still significantly better. <laughs> significantly
2: better. And then, and then, and, and um, even, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, if you think about, like, the most horrific crimes where you've been trafficking, like, like, like 20 girls like 20 children that then you're talking about 25 years of the life right like and and if you look at bills like sb 145, and I'm pretty I have pretty strong feelings about the bill um, that basically removed the automatic registration of sex registrants um, it it removed it and put it in the hands of a judge to evaluate whether someone is actually a sex sex offender as long as the um, victim is uh, within 10 years range of their uh, victimizer, right? So if you have like a 25-year-old with a 15-year-old, then it's not automatic anymore. It's not automatic uh, sex registration. And so that goes in front of a judge. There's a whole due process. By that time, especially if the person has any kind of finance about their, you know, any kind of uh, resource, they're able to totally manipulate they can manipulate the victim into not testifying against them there are mm-hmm. so many you know and so it's just you know we man we could go on and on and we only have a, a one minute left to kind of <laughs> explore this but i think i think that um we like you said it comes down to not having that equality
5: mm-hmm.
2: um we don't we don't value people the way that uh, we should we don't value it's true we value yeah.
3: if we could figure out a way to make everybody like just love each other that'd be cool but it can't make anyone do anything um one thing I I will say uh about the inequality thing if someone can somehow figure out how to make sex trafficking not profitable that would be great because what it comes down to is it's very profitable. That's one of the reasons if not the reason that people do it is because you know when someone's being a slave they're working for free that makes a lot of money and people will pay a lot of money if they're lonely
4: (laughs) and want to yeah Yeah. so uh,
2: well we are going to have to go to break but um yeah thank you so much anna um this is Mm a sad sad uh the dynamic we're dealing with here but thank god for people like you that are thinking deeply about it okay we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
0: to join in the fight for love visit loveneverfailsus.com don't go away love never fails radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors
5: this is dr Miluna Fausch. i am honored to serve on the advisory board of love Never Fails where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com.
0: Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell.
2: And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We're back again uh, with Anna. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank well, thank you. you for having me. The pleasure's all yeah.
3: mine. I'm glad I could be here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been great. Just kind of tearing up some issues and pulling them apart a little bit with you, and and uh, l- love the you know that you're thinking about these things. And uh, thank you again for volunteering with Love Never Fails. If you would like to. Uh, follow in, in Anna's footsteps and volunteer with us we invite you to reach out to Felicia and that's f-e-l-i-c-i-a at com. reach out to her there are so many things that we have need of we need to be able to take survivors grocery shopping sometimes that's a challenge we have toiletry kits that we're assembling Um, that we hand out to hotels on a weekly basis in Hayward and in Oakland and San Francisco. Um, We also uh, do outreach uh, from time to time uh, outside of our Wednesday hotel visiting schedule. We just did an e-waste event uh, where we collected a bunch of um, recycled uh, electronics and small appliances, and we were able to get those safely recycled to save our environment and So, you know, those are all times when volunteers can get involved. Um, And so if you'll reach out to Felicia, that would be great. Uh, Again, F-E-L-I-C-I-A at loveneverfailsus.com. Also wanted to uh, make sure that you're aware that tomorrow is our big gala. So it is going to be amazing. Please do get your tickets Uh, You can get them at loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. Again, our keynote speaker is Centoya Brown Long. She will be sharing about her experience having been trafficked as a child and being involved in the murder of her buyer at the age of 16 and spending 15 years in prison. Recently, her sentence was commuted by the governor of Tennessee And she is telling her story so that she can help prevent others from being treated uh, and trafficked in this way and also experiencing this horrific situation. Um, Also, we're going to debut our first single off of the Love Never Fails gospel compilation called One Voice Crying in the Wilderness and so we will you will be able to view that video we have a, some guest singers uh, that are that are in high school that are going to sing their hearts out and um and then of course Uh, some time of auction and uh, opportunity to support us financially. So go and get your tickets. It's loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events. And the tickets are $75. There's also a virtual table that's $500 and there's still sponsorship opportunities. Um, So go ahead and sign up today and we'll see you tomorrow at five o'clock, 5. PM Pacific daylight time and um and it'll be 5 to 6:30 and that is over paybee so it's online and it's virtual so you can stay safe at home Um, And then also just wanted to remind you, our community store is online and that is uh, store.loveneverfailsus.com. You can go and look at all the goodies we have there. You can also visit us at the store on Monday through Friday, 12 to 5 p.m. at 22580 Grand Street in Hayward. And lastly, wanted to make sure you're aware that uh, we are getting ready to close registration for this year's Connect with IT Biz program. We currently have 64 students enrolled. It is amazing what's going on. You can enroll today, loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT Biz, IT Biz, B-I-Z. And um, there you can register for our 35-week program where you will walk away with three Cisco certificates and one uh, Microsoft CompTIA A-plus certification. And so uh, we are excited about offering that and just urge you to sign up today until the 31st of March. You can get in and uh, you'll be learning about entrepreneurship, cybersecurity, and again, CompTIA A-plus. With the goal of receiving a paid internship, apprenticeship, and/or placement at the end of the 35 weeks. All right. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this time with Anna and I. Um, I want to urge you if you want to keep a, stay abreast of all the things we've got coming. We've, we're doing wa- we're doing all kinds of stuff in April. April is um, uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month and, and Sexual Assault Awareness Month. We're going to be doing uh, launching a new app. We're going to be doing some events with uh, some of our partners. So go on to our website, LoveNeverFailsUs.com. Make sure you're uh, you sign up for our newsletter and go to our. Facebook page Love Never Fails fan page to stay abreast of things that are going on. We also have Instagram and Twitter. So, uh all on our website, so it, you can get the links there. So just stay involved with us and and uh make sure that you're in the know about how you can be a part of solving this issue of human trafficking. And lastly, if you don't know it or you 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 maybe you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved.